So today I wanted to chat to you about something that I am quite passionate about. It's the five love languages. Um, and it, today is Thrive in Love. And so what I want to do is help to give you as many tools as possible to have loving relationships with yourself, with your intimate partner, and with all other relationships in your life. How many of you have read or know of the five love languages? Let me know. Um, I read them, actually, when was the first time I read them? I read the five love languages in 2008. So that's already um, 12 years ago. But it was one of the most brilliant books that I've read in terms of relationships because you know the old saying is um, treat others as you wish to be treated. I think that that is very incorrect. I think we need to treat others as they wish to be treated because we are all individuals. We are all we have our own wants, our own needs, our own desires. And so if we're always treating others as we wish to be treated, we're not respecting the other. Does that make sense to you guys? Because I think that this is what this entire conversation today is going to be based on. Um, you are welcome to ask me questions at any point throughout this. Um, I am here to interact with you guys during this session. But when I read the five love languages, the basis for it is that all of us give and receive love in five ways. So we've got words of affirmation. So words of affirmation are any words that affirm somebody's adoration, love, affection to you. So they can be um, gratitude. Thank you for what you do in my life. You bring me so much joy into my life. Um, I love you so much. I think you are wonderful. Whatever it is, but it's verbalizing what the other person means to you and what that person brings into your life. So that's words of affirmation. Then we've got acts of service. Now, acts of service um, is anything really that means you actually do something that the other person doesn't really want to do themselves or wants to do, but they don't have time to do. And so you take that off their plate. So for instance, if, oh, actually, I've got a great example of this. My sister um, had not had time to go and get her tires changed and to put petrol in her car before her wedding because she was rushing around and she just hadn't had time. She was just a bit overwhelmed. And her fiance, um, she had gone to a meeting one day, but with a friend. And when she got back, her fiance had taken her car. He had gotten all the tires changed for her and he had filled the car up with petrol. And my sister just phoned me like in tears. She was like, it was just such a relief because she just didn't know when she was going to be able to do it. It obviously isn't safe to drive with a car that the tires are bad. And so she, it was such a beautiful act of service. It was a show of his love for her. Another great example of acts of service is, um, the, the guy who wrote this book, um, he actually said, he said he hated vacuuming. And when he was young, his mom used to make him vacuum every weekend and he hated it. And he was like, when I grow up, I'm going to marry someone and I'm never going to have to vacuum another house again. And of course, he married a woman whose 
love language was acts of service. And so although he hated vacuuming, he vacuumed the house every Saturday because he knew how much it meant to her to just have that one thing taken off her plate because she had so much on her plate already. So that's acts of service. Then we've got giving gifts. And gifts are... I mean, it sounds, a lot of people avoid this one because they say, oh, it's materialistic and this and then next thing. But the reality is gifts are not necessarily materialistic. Some of them are, but it can be picking a flower and giving it to someone. It can be something tiny. You don't have to spend a fortune of money. When somebody's love language is, is gifts, it can be that you bought them um, their favorite chocolate. Um, it can be that you made them um, something beautiful, anything like that, but gifts, gifts affirm for them that they are important. Then we've got quality time, which is my number one love language is quality time. When somebody, we live in such a crazy busy world, don't we? We've got such a busy, busy world. And so it's hard to carve out time where you actually have focus time where your attention is focused on that person. That is quality time. People who um, value quality time as their highest love language also love to just have that person somewhere nearby. So my dad's quality, my dad's love language is quality time as well. And so even if I'm just sitting in his office, he loves that. He thinks it's absolutely wonderful. Um, if I can just sit in his office while he's doing work, that I'm just near him. He loves it. So quality time. Um, then we've got physical touch. The last one is physical touch. So yes, I know all of you guys are jumping to sex, but it's not necessarily sex. Sex is obviously very important. Making love and feeling connected with your intimate partner is extremely important, but it's also just holding hands or when you are sitting next to each other, having a hand on a leg or on a shoulder or whatever it is. But that physical touch, I know that even if I am, if I'm in a relationship and even if we're fighting, I can't go to sleep unless my foot is touching the other person. So there are these wonderful ways of giving and receiving love, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. What's really interesting for me is when I first did this, um, the five love languages, when I first read the book, there wasn't the online quiz, which I am going to give you a link to the online quiz. Um, because I think it's so worthwhile doing and I'll tell you why. But when I first did it, I was so empty. My love tank was so empty that I was like, any of them, I'll take any of them. I need all of them. And I thought that all of them were mine. And then I read the book again and again. And I think on the third time I realized, okay, quality time is definitely my number one. Um, physical touch, words of affirmation, number two then acts of service, and then gifts. So not that I don't value gifts, but they're just not on my highest. So all of us will have a primary love language, and then we've got secondary, third, um, fourth, and fifth. And that's the priority order with which we need to use them. Now I'll tell you where this becomes interesting is in relationships. So I'm going to give you two examples of relationships where 
the five love languages, me literally having a conversation with these two different individuals helped transform their relationships. So the one relationship um, was a girlfriend of mine and she was going through such a rough time with her partner and his love. And I just had the conversation with her. What does he do, you know, and what do you need? And just trying to assess what her love languages were and what his love languages were. And it was very apparent very quickly that his love language was gifts and physical touch and hers was quality time. So you've got these opposing love languages. And then what happens is whatever love language is your love language, we tend to love in that way. So he was buying her clothes and jewelry and a brand new car and like all of these crazy gifts because he so wanted her to know that he loves her so much and he was trying to touch her and hug her and make love to her and hold her and she but he was never around he was never around because he was a complete workaholic and so he would work from early in the morning to late at night because he thought that in order for her to feel loved, he needed to buy her all these things because his love language was gifts. And so he was completely missing her. She was not feeling loved at all, was flying over her head because all she wanted was for him to sit down and be present and have a conversation with her and connect with her. And he was doing the best he could and she was going out of her mind because he was like, he doesn't understand me. He doesn't connect with me and vice versa, because the more unloved she felt, the less she wanted him to touch her, the less she appreciated his gifts because she wasn't feeling loved in her love language. I hope this makes sense. So once I kind of had figured that out, I said to her, okay, my darling, what, this is what I recommend start getting him little gifts. It doesn't have to be big gifts, but it little gifts, little tokens of what he loves, whatever it is. Like I mentioned earlier, it can be his favorite chocolate. It can be whatever it is, but just get him little tokens, little things of what he loves, little gifts. And then when he does come home at night, go and sit next to him and just hold him a little bit, stroke him, hold his hand, try and connect in that way with him. And then when you are able to, when you find the space, say to him, you know, my love, the thing that makes me feel most loved by you is when you spend uninterrupted time with me where we can just talk and connect. That is the thing that I love the most. Thank you for doing that. Can we do that some more? Because the reality is that nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody likes to feel like they're doing anything wrong. So you always need to show appreciation first. So look at the things that they do do. I'm so grateful for the beautiful gifts that you give me. I'm so grateful that you always want to touch and hold me. I so appreciate it. And I also appreciate when you spend time with me uninterrupted. In fact, that's the thing that makes me feel loved the most. So thank you. If we can do more of that, I would really appreciate it. So that's what I told her to do. 
Then my other friend, he was having a long distance relationship and um, his love language is words of affirmation. Hands down, he needs praise and he needs words of affirmation to make him feel validated and loved. It's his love language. His girlfriend's love language was quality time. Now you can imagine how challenging this is if you are having a long distance relationship and your love language is quality time. So he was like, oh, I think we've been going for three years, but the relationship is just, I think it's coming to an end because we're just not, um, we're fighting so much. And So obviously I had the conversation with him. I dug in a little bit deeper and this was my suggestion to him. I said to him, what I think you should do, what I recommend you to do is carve out a specific time every day or every second day, if you can't do it every day, where you actually have a video call, specifically a video call, not a phone call, a video call with your girlfriend and give her that undivided attention, that quality time. Spend that time with her undivided attention and at the end of it let her know what you need as well say i realize that i haven't been spending the time that you deserve and that you need in order for you to feel valued and loved and i love you so much so i want to spend that time with you i really appreciate it when you tell me that you love me. And I really appreciate it when you tell me what you like about me. And I know this is so vulnerable and awkward, but I love you and I want to make this relationship work. So I'm sharing this with you with the hope that you'll meet me here because I really do want our relationship to work. So what happened with both of those relationships is the first one, it was like, three months later, and she said to me, you cannot believe how my relationship has changed. We are making love all the time. We are going away on weekends. It is fantastic. I was like, yay, this is amazing, amazing, amazing news. And then I spoke to him and that took a little bit longer, but six months after we had had that conversation, they made the decision she was going to immigrate to South Africa to be here with him and they are still together today and they have an amazing relationship and he watches to make sure that he makes the time to spend quality time with her because he knows that that's what she needs and she makes sure that she affirms him verbally because she knows that's what he needs. Does all of this make sense? Guys, give me a thumbs up if this makes sense or a heart so that I know that you're understanding and that you are following and that it all makes sense. I know there's a little bit of a delay. So I hope that you guys are getting that and, um, and that it makes sense and that it is helpful. Now, there's two things that I think are important. There's the love languages, doing the love languages for yourself so that you know what your love languages are because by you knowing, I see hearts coming up. Okay, great. Um, because then if you know what your own love language is, then you can fill up your own tank. What do I mean by that? If my love language is quality time, then what I can do is I can set aside a certain amount of time a week that is just for me, for me, by myself, investing in me, 
because that is quality time with myself. If receiving gifts is my love language, I can make sure that every week I go out of my way to get myself a little gift, a little treat. Listen, I think we should be doing all of them, but at least if you can, if nothing else, at least if you can focus on giving yourself your primary and maybe your secondary and third love language every week, you're going to start filling up your love tank, filling it up in the most incredible way. So that for me is what is important. How do we fill up our own love tank? So physical touch, send myself for a massage every once in a while. Um, words of affirmation, use affirmations. Um, Robin Banks has a beautiful affirmation. I am brilliant. I am bright. I'm a radiant being of life, light. <laughs> Those kind of affirmations that affirm who we are and who we want to be, our highest version of ourselves, those kind of affirmations, include them in your life, enrich yourself, build yourself up. It's so, so, so brilliant. And then of course, acts of service. Now acts of service are a little bit more difficult to do for yourself, but reach out. That's how you do it. You say, okay, I'm trying to get all of this done and it's quite challenging. So I'm gonna reach out and ask someone to assist me with this act of service because it's going to take something off my plate and that is really going to help me right now. So asking for help, that in itself is an act of service. Um, so I hope that made sense for you in terms of self-love, how you can use the five love languages for self-love. If you just Google the five love languages free test, um, a link will come up. I highly recommend you do it. And then with relationships. So what I've done is my family, my whole family has done the five love languages. And now, and I actually, I'm going to ask my family to do it again because it does change over time. We do shift over time, but ask the people in your life, the important people in your life, ask them to do the five love languages. Because if you do that, you will know how to love them better. Not love the way you need to be loved, but love in the way they need to be loved. So for instance, with my dad, his is quality time. And so what do I do? I make sure that I spend some quality time with him because I know that means something to him. My mom's is quality time and acts of service. And so I, when I'm at the house, I will cook dinner sometimes for her because that takes something off her plate. Or I will offer to go to the shops for her so that she doesn't have to go to the shops. But I will try to do something for her and then obviously to spend some time. And that can also just be, like I said, having a conversation where it's just uninterrupted and it's just the two of you. It's so, 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 so important. And you don't have to just do it with your friends. I mean, your family, you can do it with your friends as well. So that is my little kind of um, conversation around the five love languages. 